The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the raw and uncensored Ambitious Podcast. I'm your host, the original HBIC, Katie Boyd. During our time here together, I will be instilling all of the strength, power, and determination you will need to use the very stones thrown at you to build your ultimate empire. We will redefine the word bitch from the derogatory to the acronym being in total control of herself. So let's adjust our crowns and prepare to live life ambitiously. Oh yeah, here I am, the original HBIC, Katie motherfucking Boyd. <laughs> uh, and over here is the boil on the ass of society. <laughs> <laughs> the boil? Big oh, Bernard. Big Bernard is in the house, and, and I am no boil. I am uh, unbelievable, simply the best. OMG. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome yes. to this the installment the boil has spoken. of the Ambitious Podcast. And today, <laughs> we're going to talk all about how no one can sabotage your ass unless you allow it, honey. Mm, so and true. this actually came from a friend of mine and on Facebook. Her name is Beatrice on a Journey. Mm. So check her out. But we are going to answer your most flaming Cheeto burning <laughs> hot questions today about... Sabotage, because I think a lot of people are self-sabotagers. Mm. I can be a self-sabotager. We all know that Matt has sabotaged himself more than once in life. <laughs> That's a given. Thanks for just putting it out there. That's yes, a given. I have sabotaged myself. Don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Of course. So Beatrice, after you listen to this podcast, email me at themisfitclub at gmail.com to receive your $100 gift certificate to use towards anything KBMFC related. Mm-hmm. Because I crowdsourced my Facebook. Yes. Because I get the best shit from them. Yeah, and it's They're like fun. ride or die and bitches. Go to the source, right? And they'll give Absolutely. you they give us so much uh, to go with, right? 110%. But before we start today's installment of the Ambitious Podcast, I want to talk a little bit about our most fabulous sponsor, Ayana, owner of Prana Hair, Skin, and Lash. Check her out. Tell her this bitch sent you and you will get $100 off your first microblading session. You ready to get into this? I am ready. Balls deep, Matt. Balls deep. Ready. Okay. Yes. So try to self-sabotage me. I can't self-sabotage you, sir. Only you can sabotage me. I can sabotage you, but I can't self-sabotage you, freak show. Don't allow me to be a self-sabotage. How's that? I can't stop. I can't help you. Listen. Listen. I think this podcast is going to help a lot of people. You're making me itchy. I'm having an allergic reaction to you today. (laughs) I really, I really am. Is it my hair? It's my hair. It's itchy today. It's very sideshow Bob S. It looks beautiful. That's just you curly. Fixed it. I just you fixed it. I fixed Good, it. No, what I mean, the fuck did it look like no, before? What I'm saying is the flock uh, of seagulls the for Christ's sake. The earpiece was actually on it, crushing it, and I, you know, I had Ed, Ed Sullivan and I had a. It's Mister Ed Sullivan to Mr. you, Mister Ed. Okay, <laughs> don't I gotta help don't you fucking out. get it twisted. <laughs> Thank you, Kate. You're welcome. Oh, I'm not going to let you go down like that. Just oh, being Ed Sullivan. I mean, you are Mister Ed Sullivan. Let's be honest. All right, so here's the deal. Yes. I started thinking about this because you know Beatrice reached out to me about this and she put it on the Facebook thread, and I was like, okay, self sabotage because we've done um, we've done a podcast on sabotage before, mm-hmm. but it was more sabotage in general, and yes. this is more self sabotage because I don't I don't think anything hurts your soul more than when you 
truly are sabotaging yourself. Right. And some people do it like over and over and over again. Well, I don't think they know that they're doing it, right? They're just like, oh, this, you know, this thing didn't work out. Yes. And if you we look at it because we've been working on this stuff for so long yes. that we really know when we're right. self-sabotaging ourselves and we can kind of pull ourselves yes. out of it, right? I do believe this one truth though. I think that there are people that surround us that really truly do not want the best for us. Absolutely. Do you not agree with that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think that sometimes the people that don't truly want the best for us could be our closest family and closest friends and closest coworkers. Yes. And there's a reason for that. Yes. Right? Absolutely. So I'm going to break down the reasons that other people can help you self-sabotage, but you are the one that has to be like, oh, this person mm-hmm. is trying to sabotage me. I'm not going to allow it. Right. Right? Right. So five reasons. Number one, this is the first question you have to ask yourself when it comes to the self-sabotage meant mm-hmm. is, do the people around me have a crabs in a bucket mentality? Mm, that's good. You know about the crabs in the bucket, yeah. right? Oh, you yeah. were talking about it on the last podcast. I think we talked you? about it just a little bit, but it's-, it's No, it's a couple a, podcasts ago, you were talking about crabs in the thing. bucket. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. So the crabs in the bucket mentality. So consider this, right? If you're talking to a friend who has most of their money invested, let's say in real estate, if you say to them, hey, do you think that I should ha- invest my money in real estate? Mm-hmm. What do you think they're going to say? Yeah. Of course. Absolutely. Because if they don't say that, then they're making themselves look like they made a bad decision right. or they don't know what they're talking about. So of course, they're going to say, yeah, of course, invest in real estate. Yeah. That's that's a great idea, right? Or even better, whatever your bad quality is in life that you share with someone close to you, mm-hmm. hear me out. So say bad eating habits or drinking too much. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm just pointing. If I'm you guys are listening wa- to this, I'm I pointing have been on the wagon. to the right. <laughs> I have been on the, <laughs> the, freaking the bourbon, Tito's, the Tito's, the Tito's wagon. wagon. <laughs> Trying to get on the wagon. And the and the, Bud's, <laughs> the Budweiser Clydesdales are actually pulling that wagon. <laughs> right? I, I can move pretty quick if I have to. <laughs> so if you have a friend that's like, just like loves to eat like shit yes. or drinks way too much. And you like go to that person, whether it's a family member or a friend, and you're like, oh, I really think I'm going to start like eating better. Or I think I'm going to like be sober. Yeah. You know what they're gonna say to you? Oh, I'll give you twenty four hours before you you know that yeah. that's over. Yeah, or that's oh, over. good luck and right. or shit like that, right? right? Well, they'll support you, and then when you start making progress, then they'll start sabotaging you. Then that also happens, they, right? Yeah, yeah. So the crabs in the bucket mentality um, is about okay. So you put crabs in a bucket, and say they're all kind of crawling on top of each other. One crab can always pretty much crawl out of the damn bucket. Right. But as soon as that one crab gets to the top of the bucket and he's like almost over the bucket, <laughs> all the other crabs are like, get back in here, Fred. Yeah. Right? They pull they him pull back, back in. in. Yes. And then no one gets out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So you have to ask yourself, do the people around you have crabs in a bucket mentality? And many times in my life, no, no more really because mm-hmm. I pretty much excommunicated all those people from my life. But right. before, I had a lot of people around me. Yes. And you know, that's true. Oh my true. God. I think we all have. But you always say to me like, oh my God, before you had a bunch of fucking heathens around you. He always <laughs> says this to me. attract a good bunch. Yeah. <laughs> not anymore. Not anymore. But before no, I really anymore. did, right? Because yeah. I went, oh, I want everybody to like me. Uh, yeah. And then as soon as you start doing something a little bit yeah. more leveled up than them, they're like, oh, we got to take you down a couple notches. Yes. So ask yourself, the first question is, are the people around you, do they have crabs in a bucket mentality? Mm. And if they do- you know what to do. <laughs> Cut a bitch out. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yes. Right? Bye-bye. So number two question is, is the person giving me advice qualified 
in this field or specialization, mm. right? Yeah, that's huge. We always go, and I see this all the time with my friends and family and clients and coworkers or whatever. They'll go to people and ask them questions that have no fucking like accolades whatsoever to be answering the question for that person. <laughs> the neighbor. Right, and the, living with your neighbor, and you know, you, let's say we, I grew up kind of like middle class, yes. broke, yes. right? And Lower my, middle my, class. I yeah. should ask the guy across the street what he's doing. I'm like, why would you? I, even then, I was like, Dad, why do you want to ask him? I right. don't think he knows what the fuck he's doing. No we shit. Could probably give him information. It's so it's so right? freaking true. Yeah, but it's um, I actually grew up that way. But I actually, I, I did find some good people to start asking questions. And I, like I always told you, martial arts helped me yes. get around people that were high performers in martial arts, True. right? And I said, well, if this works for martial arts, it works for everything, right? Mm-hmm. So if I can find somebody that knows business really right. great, I can ask them questions. 100%. And then now we have people always around us that we yes. can always get the answer to a business yep. problem, a physical problem, a right. health problem, a whatever problem. That yeah, we like I with. have my people for my each one of my things. You know, yes. like I can ask certain people for spiritual advice. Yes. I know I'm not going to be asking them for advice on food. Right. Or we not that not. I need that, but like I'm just giving an example, right? Yeah, yeah. Or, uh, you know, I have people that I ask for financial advice, but I'm not going to ask them how to like raise a child. You know what I mean? Right. Like you have to know who what the their source expert, is. What their expertise is. Right. And if somebody is really successful in business, they probably have an idea to kind of help you out. They, and they probably struggled with the same things you're going through yes. if, they, if they've made it to a certain point. And sometimes you can't tell like small-minded people your big dreams either. No. You have to also really recognize that. Yes. Because I, I hear like so many of my clients are like, oh, well, I told my mother about like my plans for opening this business. And mm-hmm. she looked at me like cross-eyed and I'm like, your mother has never fucking left the house. She's never owned a business. She's And no offense to this because I right. think this is a job in itself, but she's been a stay-at-home mom her whole life. Right. So of course she's going to look at you like, oh my God, you want to put you know $500,000 into a startup? Yes. And I don't think she'll I, shit a purple Twinkie. I think a lot of times too is they're really looking out for you, so they're not doing it. Yeah, in they're a doing it in a loving way. Loving way. I don't think they know, but they're killing your dreams, right? They're killing your dreams. And I mean, you know, my job was supposed to be. Do you remember? <laughs> he was going to be a mail carrier. My parents said, Matthew, go to be go in the post office. <laughs> Can you see this you know, fucker coming, showing up? Like shit. I, I'm going to see him stuffing I all be, the mail in the fucking thing. Like I know, I know why people go fucking postal. I mean, <laughs> oh shit, they call it postal for a fucking reason. <laughs> Can you see this, I mean, Mr. Ed it, Sullivan? It, it, it never, I think it would with his great. little like carrier bag yeah, and his I, little outfit. I am I picturing him in the summertime with the, <laughs> the mailman shorts and the yeah. chain? That you know opens the boxes and, and some little dog chasing him down the street. Yes, and him macing the dog in the face. But my parents, yeah. I said, well, I love sales, I love business, I love this, I don't, you know. And they're like, Matthew, get in the post office. You get set. You'll have your retirement. Safe. I'm, like, I'm already thinking. I'm like 19 years old. I want to fucking think about dying in my retirement because when you retire, you fucking die. You have no totally. reason to get up anymore. Right. Right. But is it so true? I, yeah, and I would be a postman. Oh my god! And I would be, I would be trying to find you out there and trying to mail oh, a letter. I wouldn't probably be knowing you <laughs> or your kind. <laughs> you thought I would look good in those shorts. I mean, we could play next that Hall- later if next, you want. But I, I was going to say either that or next Halloween party, I will be the postman. Oh I will god. give my mother her wish. <laughs> mm, my, can you imagine? Well, I'm sure, like my mother probably didn't 
see me going into the field that I went into. I mean, if it yeah. was up to her, I'd probably have been a nurse. So I was. <laughs> Do you see that fucking bedside manner? <laughs> oh Jesus, that wouldn't be good, right? Yeah, no. I'm like, get your shit together. Stop buzzing that damn thing. You don't need any more morphine. <laughs> Shut up. Or I would be like, stop complaining myself. <laughs> right? I would be that lady. There'd be some pills missing. Them, oh, saying. absolutely. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh my god. No, but that's <clears throat> the thing is like they want us to have the safety net because yeah. they don't want to see us hurt. Right. And they and you know as well as I know because we're both entrepreneurs yes. that it's a scary fucking place it's not sometimes. For, it's not for everybody. It is right? not for everybody. And my, I was successful in the healthcare business mm-hmm. and I was already doing very, very well. And I was younger, but I, I had a great you know, following, a lot of doctors I worked with. And she was even then, she goes, you know, Matthew, I just don't know how you go up and ask them for business. I go, uh... Yeah, that's how everything moves in this world. Right. I mean, nothing sold. Nothing but did your happens. mom? Your mom never worked. No, she was. A, she worked. You know, when she met my dad. What and, did she do? The, do you she, know? Office work. Oh, office okay, work. so clerical type yeah, stuff. Clerical type work. Yeah. And she just couldn't understand. She goes, "I was in the doctor's today, seeing my doctor, and I saw like a probably a pharmaceutical yes. rep or somebody come in. Yeah. And she's like, I just felt so bad because they could just say no, and they did say no. They said we don't have time for you today. I was just. She goes, I would just die. And I'm like this going. <laughs> Uh, I get told that every you know by by nine o'clock in the morning I've heard like fourteen yeah, no's absolutely and I'm looking for my five yeses you know I'm gonna you know do the, or one or one one absolutely yes during the day or set up an appointment mm-hmm. you know three months down the road to meet with a certain doctor or whatever the case may be and I just don't think they get it I don't think she got it I don't mm-hmm. think she was doing it you know uh, I think she was looking out for me yeah she was like I don't want you to go through rejection I don't totally. want you to go through pain right and you can't s- save somebody from that they have no. to they have to do their work absolutely. You know? And, you know, Jim Rohn said once, and I'm obviously paraphrasing, like, you're the sum of the five people that you hang out with the most. So you got to make sure the people, the f- the sum, the, you know, those five people all are bringing something to the table and you know, like, hey, I can bounce this thing off of her and I can bounce that thing off of this person or whatever and feel total trust in that. Because if you have one person... In they say like look at the circle of friends that you have and if like they're not helping you go to the next level you're not in a circle you're in a cage you're in a cage yeah absolutely right and when you say bringing things it could be just love it could be just like oh my god I'm sitting there with this person and I just can talk to them all day long they're funny they're nice people right they legitimately want your success you legitimately want their success Mm -hmm. not in just in every area of life and I have a hard time with this number two because I. Like, I want to see all of my friends succeed. Yes. Like, swear to you. I'm more not just saying that because it sounds good more on the podcast. They, more than they do. Well, that's, one of my, that's one of my big problems yeah. because I, I see people's potential more than they see it for themselves, which makes me really great at what I do. But then I also can derive a lot of my self-worth for from if they do well, then I feel better about myself. Right. And that's right. not good either. But you don't do that anymore. Now it's like, you know, something I gave them the tools, it's up to them to do the work now. 100%. Right? You, can't, you can't drive the bus for them. You can't, you know, what do you call it? Pop at them mm-hmm. through life. They and I did that for it. so long. It was like fucking Geppetto. (laughs) (laughs) He's a real boy. He's a real boy now. He's doing a good job. Yeah, and then I would be like at night, like laying in bed, like, I hope that so-and-so did their thing today. I hope that this person's not cheating on their meal plan. I hope that this person's, I'm like, ah, like it would just drive me crazy. Yeah. You know, it's so true. They have to use the tools. So is the person giving me advice qualified in this field or specialization? Mm. That's good. Question number two, right? Question number three, is this person my true friend or are they a frenemy? Mm. That's a good question. You have some frenemies. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
I colleagues. Do. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't even call them frenemies. I just know who they're enemies. No, but <laughs> no, no, no. no. Like, hear hey, me out. Yeah. It's like you see a colleague that you work with, and you're like, hey, Matt, like, oh, oh, smiling, yeah, 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 and they yeah. shake your hand, and yeah. I'll literally look at Matt, and I'll go, that motherfucker wants you dead. <laughs> <laughs> I already know they want That motherfucker wants you yeah. dead. Yeah. And he'll just go, I know. Like, yeah. I know, he you is. know? I mean, he's not in my circle. They're not in my circle. They're just people that I work with and or whatever in, in life, whether it be people I worked with years ago. Yes. And you just kind of just you know you know that but mm-hmm. it, there's always like two or three people that you will always gravitate towards yes. and they sincerely are looking to uh you know help you rise totally you know, help you rise and you want them to do well yeah right so but they all we're all in the same boat where either they're doing much better than mm-hmm. me and they can kind of help me with things yes. physically emotionally right spiritually financially mm-hmm. or they're right where i am and they're trying to get to the next level too totally. and then we can kind of uh oh that doesn't work you know that was painful don't do that you yeah. know or, or oh i was struggling with this you know two years ago mm-hmm. and this is how i overcame it you definitely know, that's that's a good uh, that's not a friend of me that's somebody that really wants to see you succeed and I think you have. Uh, we've gotten rid of a lot of people that Ugh. were just like clinging. Oh my on god! Absolutely, for certain reasons and uh, whatnot. Oh, totally, one hundred percent. I remember um, when I had my television show years ago on um, Style Network, and it was under NBC Universal, right? So it was on the Style. That was like the main component of the network, right? Yes. And then it was show on Bravo, and it was show on E, and it was under like the big conglomerate, right? Yeah. So I'll never forget when um, we found out. That well, I didn't know this yet. We found out this later, but Style actually went bankrupt in the United States, mm-hmm. and they sold to the Esquire Network, which is like an all male network, and um, they have like uh, American Ninja Warrior on that uh, sh- that television show yeah, or whatever. I know what it is, and it's so funny because there was like this one girl that was on the show with me, and the whole time she was just you know she was obviously showing up because she was getting a paycheck and she was becoming famous and all this stuff, but she was just so seethingly jealous of me the whole time that we were doing the show because. It was my show. So I got to go on Dr. Oz. I got to go on like the press tours, all that stuff. You, had, you were on the billboard by yourself. Right. And, and you know, uh, oh my God. When I was on the billboard by myself for my show, like, mm. uh, you know, on 93, you'd go into the city in Boston <laughs> and you'd be like, holy fuck, there's a whole billboard of me with like, and they would be like, oh, I saw your billboard today. Yeah. Like all this shit. I'm like, okay. No, I'd be driving by it all day long. Like, eh, Matt would just keep lady. going up there, climbing up there, <laughs> taking selfies oh, with it. How the hell did I do it? Good thing I'm not a postman. <laughs> yeah. But she's like, I hate this show. I hate being on the show. Like she'd always say shit like this. But then she would go out to California and like schmooze with like all the executives uh, and stuff. I'm like, hmm. So she was kind of like trying to do like a whole side. But they told you. Like, side why does she keep coming out? I don't yeah. fucking know. She's a she's a crazy <laughs> bitch. But I'll never forget the day. It was after one of your holiday parties, and we uh, woke up, and the first text that I woke up to mm-hmm. was like, "Oh, the show has been canceled. We're not getting a season two. Yes. And it was like. You always have to look at the person who brings you the bad news, mm. right? Yeah. It's like that, I don't fuck with you, right? Like the Big <laughs> Sean song. song. Yes. He's like, why you always bring me bad news? Yeah. Hoping I win, you know, yeah. I don't win and I always lose or whatever the hell. It's so right. freaking true. Yeah. So you have to like look at people like that. Mm-hmm. That was when I, that, that day was when I was like, oh, I see you for who you are today. Yes. And you were telling me it for forever. You have to learn your own lessons, oh, right? Oh, absolutely. You know? And don't forget this too. Your frenemy could be your mother. Your friend of me could be a cousin. It could be your b- boyfriend. It could be your best friend. It could yes. be like a coworker. It doesn't have to be like your friend. Right. You're like whatever. It right. could be. It could come in all shapes and forms. Right. Yeah. So ask yourself: Is this person 
my true friend, mm-hmm. or do I get this nagging feeling in my gut, in my intu- intuition, yes. that this person really doesn't want the best for me? And if me. they always have bad news for you, like, oh, oh so-and-so said this about you, oh, and I got to tell you what ew. this person said about you, and all this stuff. And it's like, why are they talking to you about it? You guys are in fucking cahoots. Jay-Z once right? said- um, <laughs> She's telling you about oh, it. Oh, it's so this true. Person, you're in with them. Because why do they feel comfortable? Because if somebody said something about, like, let's say Jeremy, yes. I'd be like, uh, you're a fucking asshole. Yeah. And I'm out of here. Oh, you and, would like go loco right? 40 on them. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Right? So you're not going to tell me anything bad about 100%. someone I, I care about or love. So One of my favorite quotes by Jay-Z is, um, don't tell me what they said about me. Tell me why they were so comfortable to say it to you. Mm. Just sit with that for a fucking second. Yeah. So when people are always like, oh, I saw so-and-so and she was talking shit about you. If you were truly my friend, that you wouldn't even fucking entertain that shit. Entertain it and you wouldn't even say it to, to the person. No. Right? Is, it, is it bringing anything to you? No. No. You no, probably no, no. already know already. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I have people that talk so much shit about per- people to me and I'll literally look at them and be like, shut the fuck up. That is my person, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I will, they will never, that, my friend will never know that they said that about them because I already quelled that shit. Right. Because I'm ambitious. Yeah. Right? And gossip is a waste Ugh. of fucking time. I should be doing something constructive. Unless we're gossiping about you and your holy underwear. Well, you can talk about my underwear. I know I have a problem. I'm going to sell them life. on, um, e- uh, what's that thing called? Uh, eBay. eBay? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I had a friend um, that I did pageants with when I was younger and she- Sold used, underwear? She, sell my she underwear She was made thousands and thousands of dollars. She, this really? is what she would- Dude, listen. She went to Harvard. This is a true story, Mr. Ed Sullivan. <laughs> He's like, I went, he went, no, I I believe the story. <laughs> I, I just don't believe there's much value in Matt's underwear. No, my, my underwear no. is not no. going to be selling on anything. No. no. Well, you never no. know. I mean, yeah. hey, there's – listen. As my grandmother always said, there's a seat for every ass. There's in, a seat for every ass. And a pair of underwear for that ass yeah. as well. And they don't want my ass. There might be under- some people that dig that shit. I don't, <laughs> don't fucking want my know. assy underwear. But I'll never forget this as long as I live. My girlfriend that used to do padded, she was gorgeous. And it was back in, remember MySpace? Do we remember? Oh, yeah. My MySpace was fun. Yeah. So she would sell her dirty underwear on MySpace and then she would sell them on eBay so she would literally take like underwear that she didn't like, and then she would have her boyfriend like run them up and down his ass cheeks like after he took a shit, and she would sell them for like thousands of dollars. And they, the extra dirty they were, the more money that it would get. Oh, <laughs> I'm just telling God. you. Hey, anybody out there? This is a money making thing. Mean, if, you're, if, you're if you like got, a, if you're a hot piece of ass, sell your damn dirty underwear. Yes. I could sell mine, and Matt has a dirty ass, so I could get a good, <laughs> I could get a pretty penny for no, those motherfuckers. The poor bastard who's buying it, thinking that it's your ass. This boyfriend is laughing his way to the bank too. Oh like, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And, all right, let's get back to sabotage. Oh, I'm sorry. Next <laughs> the, week on the Bitches underwear. Podcast, this how is, to make money selling this, your dirty underwear. This is, this is getting a little bit off topic. <laughs> Oh, like this is the first po- ambitious <laughs> podcast that hasn't been off topic. Let's stay on point. <laughs> oh, ready then. You ready to move on? Do you think I could get any money for my underwear? Hey, honestly, like <laughs> you never fucking know. <laughs> you really don't. Yeah, I don't. I know, know a lot of I'll, guys I out there that so, would yeah. love your undies. I think I'll throw them in the the, the trash. They're big and hairy, and they like to wear leather. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never sleep again. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I'm all set. <laughs> Can't even take it. This is turning into a freaking Frankie and Grace oh, or Grace gosh. and Frankie Un- episode, right? Unbelievable. All right. Question number four. Okay. So hear me out because this might be a new concept to you guys out there in a bitches land. Question number four. Is this the 
mirror effect. So sometimes your success holds a mirror up to people and their shortcomings. When you succeed, it makes them feel inferior. Well, actually, to be more blunt, they allow your success to make them feel inferior. It is their failure reflected back on them from you shining your light right? So people who truly care for you and show it, not just in words, but in actions are always happy for you, whatever happens, right? Mm -hmm. So every so often something good, I'll just give an example. Something good will happen to me and I'll be like, oh, this thing happened to me. And everyone in the room is like, oh my God, this is so exciting. And you see that one motherfucking puss. Mm. They can't even hide it. It's like hilarious to me. And I'll just be like, Oh, I got your number, motherfucker. I'll just put that in my back pocket real quick. Yes. And I take that, like you never take like a mental image in your mind of like that moment when the person. <laughs> Snapshot. Yeah. Uh, uh. And you've seen it before too. Yeah. Or like, t- um, tons. I think when I did pageants when I was younger, the worst was when you look out into the audience and everyone's clapping for you. And then there's like those fucking couple people that are just like pissed off that they're like, their daughter didn't and, win or their uh, uh. girlfriend didn't win or whatever. Yeah. Like. And you, it's no class. And then you right? remember the people that weren't clapping for you. Like that's instead of you saying, Oh my God, look at all these people that are like so happy for me. Mm-hmm. You see that one motherfucker in the audience that's just no. sour and salty. Yeah. Oh, right? and they got the people like, Oh my God, Katie's, you know, successful or he, she did this or she did that. And yeah, it must be nice. Or it must be nice oh. to be able to. They don't see that you're freaking nothing. You've been working your ass fucking off. Cookies more than that, let me tell you. The last 25 years, you know, uh, having a business, nobody coming some days, somebody coming some days. Yep. Paying the bills, paying payroll, doing all the stuff that it takes. I mean, you have to put you have to put the time in. And you totally, have to, you know. Has that ever happened to you? Absolutely. Like you've been recognized in yeah. certain ways, and then you like everyone's happy, and then you see that one person that's just like, fuck. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. People I used to train with, you know, in martial arts yeah. when I was getting ready to go for a competition. I mean, you know, people that would, you know, I had one guy that was in the same school as me. And I was late to um, a competition. It was in Boston. And it was a world championship. Matt, late to something that's not and like him. I, was, I, got, I got stuck in traffic and I got there just right in time and I handed the judge my, um, you know, my application yes. saying, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting, I'm ready to go. And the kid, the guy who I was training with goes, wait a second, this is way too late. He shouldn't be able to be in this competition. He was your training partner? And, uh, not my training partner. But like we someone would spar. Who, yeah. and I, I would always beat his ass. So he's like, oh, wait wow. a second, and he thought he could take it that day. And the judge goes, no, no, we got a couple minutes. This, this event, the other event isn't on yet. And I was like, you fucker, I'm gonna kill did you. you. Ki- did no. you kill him? <laughs> yeah, obviously. Did right? you murder yeah, him? Yeah, yeah. Did you murder him? I murdered him, and it was like, I was like, oh, this is great. This gave me a lot of incentive. <laughs> that was today the best thing that he really could have done well. for you because it made you pissed off yeah. and it made you. Nobody else said anything, and this guy I see every day. He's like, nope, time is over. I can't believe you're allowing him to compete. Oh uh, yeah. Like, Wow. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So there's people like that. Oh, I bl- believe yeah. me, sir. I know. Like <laughs> you don't have to tell me fucking twice. Yes. I lived yeah. like that yeah. my whole entire life. <sighs> I just got a little upset about it again. <laughs> Matt was foaming. <laughs> Matt was foaming. You guys can't really see because but there's some foam. You're fucking yeah, near him. It's not for my coffee. God, either. you're an animal. Hmm. Last but not least, this is a fifth question that you should ask. Is this the earthquake response. Have you ever Mm. heard of this? I never heard of that. So the earthquake response to sabotage has to do with the fact that sometimes people hate to see you succeed so much that it actually rocks the very ground beneath them. It knocks them down, shatters their comfort zones, and in turn, they feel insecure and inadequate. Mm. Right? Have you ever had this happen to you? I, you know, I probably have, but you know, something they're hurting puppies. If they have to really, what your success is doing to make them feel that bad about themselves, yeah. this is a free country. Totally. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do. No, you just don't want to do it and you want to be jealous or mad or angry about mm-hmm. somebody else's mm-hmm. success. 
everyone I see that's successful, I get jazzed. I'm yep. like, I know how hard it is. If you made it, you're doing something right. Yeah. It's what is 2% and there's 1% and right. there's whatever, 5%, right? So you're doing something right. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you worked your freaking ass off. I mean, the chances of inheriting millions of dollars from a dead uncle or becoming fit or no. becoming you know, a, a great trainer, a great singer, a great uh, musician, whatever it is that you're doing, it took a lot of 100%. freaking work. And but nobody people was don't there. see the struggle. They there. just see... You know, the, oh, yeah. you know, you know? Like it, was a, it was one thing that was like, oh my God, I would love to be a penis. Somebody said like that, that person we just a listened penis. to. A, a pianist. Oh. <laughs> I would love to be a penis. Yes. <laughs> oh, I have one. He's I'm like, you know, I love to be a penis. I'm like, where is this going, sir? <laughs> no, I would love to be a pianist. And then the other person a goes. Pianist. Uh, a pianist. A <laughs> pianist. <laughs> All right. Not a it was the note on the end uh, that made and, me really question that. And the pianist, and I, and it's like, uh, <laughs> you know, you don't want to be that caliber of pianist. This, this person, this <laughs> person's been working. This, this right person's now. been working their penis since they've been five years old. <laughs> They've been working You've on been the working your penis for a long more time than that, my friends. <laughs> you know, hours on end just working the penis. The peppermint <laughs> twist. The peppermint twist. The piano. Okay. All right. Do okay. You get what I'm saying. Well, I, mean, I we, want to be a flautist. We, we, so. had a good, we had a good laugh, but you got you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Kristen's dying. I know. <laughs> Kristen's is crying right now. <laughs> no, I understand about the penis thing. <laughs> I always work my penis. Oh God! I'm you know, so how, embarrassed. You know how? Please. Now you were saying about um, uh, it must be nice. Yeah. That's the earthquake effect. It is. So I'll give you okay. an example. I know what it is. Then. So that's not really the mirror effect. The earthquake effect is when the person's like, mm, "Must be nice to be you," and you're like, "Motherfucker, it is. It yeah. is nice to it be is. me. Thank you." Yeah, because it's a whole fucking time. I've been working my ass off right. since I was uh, eight. And when you have to hide who you are <laughs> to make other people feel secure about themselves, they are saboteurs, yes. right? So yes. I'll give you an example. A couple of years ago, um, we, we were in Paris for like three weeks. And that's been a dream of mine my whole entire life. Like I have been manifesting that my whole life. And it was awesome. I wanted to stay. My like dream was to stay at the uh, Four Seasons, the George Sank, which is like the most incredible hotel. And who surprised you with that, my love? Myself, because I work like a motherfucking bad. <laughs> I made the reservation, but I used your money. That's true. <laughs> oh, man, thank that God, penis. Thank God you're, you're a penis. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember like talking about it to someone, and I was like, oh, my God. And we stayed at the Four Seasons, George Sank, and like, you know, da-da-da-da. I was telling them all about it. And you could just see their face like in disgust. And she says, oh, must be nice. When mm. I went to Paris, we stayed in like a fucking – what are those things called? Uh, hostel. Hostel. <laughs> I'd stay home. Damn, Why I'd rather just stay underground I'll, with all the skeletons yeah, in the freaking chambers. I'll stay, I'll stay in my backyard. Oh, my God. <laughs> have a cigar. But I knew I right, have to travel. Right? To but yeah. I knew right then and there, I'm like, shut your fucking mouth. Do not tell this person one more thing because yeah. they do not understand what you're doing. And no. this is like – you could. it was like hurting this woman to hear this stuff. Yes. So – if you see the earthquake effect, that is the fifth question. Yeah. Ask yourself, is this the earthquake effect? You'll see it happen. They'll say things like, oh, must be nice to be you, yeah. uh, whatever. Yeah. So it's a little bit different than the mirror effect because the mirror effect is like you're holding the mirror up to their inadequacies and you can see the disgust. But the yes. earthquake effect is like really, it's literally rocking their world. Rocking their world. Yeah. 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 So I hope that this helped all of you guys because I know that each and every one of us out there in a bitches land, we are surrounded sometimes with some – 
broke ass house. Okay, honey. <laughs> Thank you guys spiritually for spiritually broke. Yes, yeah, spiritually broke. Bro yeah, it's not all about that. Thank you guys for showing up. Thank you guys for sharing this. Thank you guys for being crusaders to this ambitious movement. And like I always say, see you next Tuesday. Bye. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.